0: Hey there! This is Carrie Schaefer, also known as author Carrie Ann King, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Secrets, where I get to take you off the page with the people who make the books we all love to read. Tell Me Your Secrets is produced from live stream video and is owned and copyrighted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Broadcasting Network. Everybody, Carrie Ann King here again with you for another episode of Tell Me Your Secrets. This is where I get to mention that I this show is one of the authors on the air global radio network shows. And thanks to Pam Stack for putting up with all of us and making this happen. I am really excited about today's guest. Before I dive into introducing him, I do have to take one quick minute to talk about my new book and remind you that at other people's things is now available in the store. So you can go have a look for that if you wish. But that said, we're going to move right on to... Rick Lentz, who's our guest today. I was really excited to have the opportunity to talk to this author. Um, Here's a little bit about him. When Rick retired as a stage and film actor, playing opposite Ingrid Bergman, John Wayne, Lauren Bacall, Walter Matthau, Peter Sellers, and etc., his passion for drama refused to retire with him. Although he was an actor most of his life, he was also a seasoned writer. His plays have been produced off-Broadway, on- PBS television, and in regional theaters across the country. Rick's memoir, North of Hollywood, was called Masterful by Writer's Digest. His first novel, The Alexandrite, was named one of the best books of the year by Kirkus Reviews. Brett Easton Ellis called it almost impossible to put down. Rick's books have won several awards, including Reader's Views, first place, the Chanticleer Somerset Grand Prize for Literary, Contemporary, and Mainstream Fiction, an Ippy Award, and a Forward Book of the Year and we get to talk to him today about his brand new release which came out just last week Hello Rest of My Life I am going to bring Rick on right now to tell us all about it because it's always more fun to hear about things from the actual author
1: Hi Rick like hi hi how are you nice to see you Gary
0: Nice to see you too. And this is so fun to get to talk to somebody and I do have to have my little fangirl moment. I looked at your bio and I was like, oh my goodness, all of those wonderful John Wayne and Ingrid Bergman and all of these people that you have got to hang out with and now I get to talk to you. So I like how that all comes around.
1: Yeah, well, that seems like a long time ago, but it was, uh, it was it was equally exciting to me when i got the chance to, to do those jobs and uh so it was uh, it's something i love looking back at but it's something i also love having in my past because i get to do this and this is for some reason it's kind of more satisfying because you get to have to do it without anybody saying a little more subtle or a little you know, a little more a little faster faster louder well, that kind of all that stuff you know
0: Right. So yeah, when you write a book, you kind of get to call the, well, I always say that you get to call the shots kind of my characters don't really let me. And then you have oh, the editors yeah. and all of that right. kind of stuff going on too. Right. But it, it is a completely different program because oh. you, you are not at the mercy of other people who are telling you what to do.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, my first, my first feedback is from Linda, my wife and, uh, after my day's work, I come in and read her my stuff, and uh, and uh, that always feels good. Except the parts she doesn't, she says, "Well, I don't really like that bit that much." And I say, "Well, you're what's the matter with you? It's the best part. It's what it's all about." And then I go off and I come back and I say, "You're right." <laughs> See, yeah. and your
0: relationship survives all of this, which is which yeah. is very good. We we have um my partner. I call him the Viking. Um, <laughs> He reads for me not while I'm writing though that that never works. He doesn't get to read until I'm done and uh, then we sometimes have fights about it. There's usually the inevitable if you don't want my feedback, then I'm not reading for you anymore. I'm like, yes, you are it'll be okay, but um. Yeah. Oh.
1: So you wait till you're all finished before you I read do it? oh i couldn't do that i'm a, i'm a, it's the acting i think but i want my you have to reach rehearsal i want to say how was it you know Did I get yeah it right that's really
0: interesting and I, I i'm curious you know other ways we're going to talk about your book in just one sec but i have this idea i don't want to forget it so how do you feel like maybe your acting does impact your writing i'm sure that it really does how i hadn't thought about that but
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I was trained for for stage. So, um, as a stage actor, you you read a lot of Shakespeare and all the good people and stuff. So you get, at least I did, and I think you know if you're trained that way, you you get a, a really great love for for language, and that that makes a huge difference for has for me. Uh, makes me want to, you know, write not just things that compel and make you want to turn the page, but things that kind of make you think, oh, isn't that nice? I love to read authors and, and say, oh, isn't that incredible? My wife and I read to each other at night, usually back and forth, as we go to sleep and, and, uh, and we often stop and say, how oh, can you believe that she came up with that or whatever it was? It's just you know, I didn't that's, answer your question. No, no
0: you do. You have, and that—that's fine. That's beautiful. You know, I had friends like that when I was a child. Um, oh, this—I'm sorry, I've got this background behind my head now. It looks like I have like little.
1: <laughs> no, I, can I, see I, I didn't.
0: I didn't think that I look like an alien, but that's okay. Um, so I—I I love that that sharing the written word, and I'm a little jealous because we don't do that. Um, at my house and I I, that is such a beautiful thing and like last night for example I I just finished reading a book that I felt that way about and I I, every page I just wanted to read it to somebody it's like man this is this is just awesome Um, so that's a wonderful thing I wonder um, other things as far as um, like blocking and that sort of thing like for you when you're trying to put people where they belong sure you know, that's probably comes a little more naturally to you than some of us also. I
1: haven't thought about that, but you're, you're, you're very definitely right. That's a, that's a, you know, the, the absolute necessary, you know, when you've got a picture on stage, it's got, there's got to be an organization to it. And it's, it's like, you know, with books, you can't just write know write and throw the pages out. you got to put them in order and the whole the whole logic of the story has to go in order also and right you know unless you're i don't know ram das or somebody (laughs) you
0: you, above and beyond all that (laughs) (laughs) so with your book now you have time travel in this and before we get down that road too far i need to stop and ask you to tell us a little bit about your book so the book, by the way, everybody. Again, we have Rick Lens. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name. Do I have that right?
1: You do. You have it right. It's L-E-N-Z Lenz.
0: Perfect. Okay. And the book is. Um, tell hello. us. The, oh. A little bit about it.
1: So, <laughs> uh, when you first said um, the title of my book, "Hello, Rest of My Life," I, I before I came on, I almost said, well, "Hello, Carrie. Nice to see you." Uh, <laughs> hello (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh the book is about um an older actor believe it or not and um he uh he kind of screwed up some chances that he had when he was quite young i got you know me as an actor i had some opportunities and 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 it happened for my in my personal life i didn't always make the best choices and do the things that i should have done i'm not saying i would have been you know that much better a career if i had made those right choices but what happened uh was that in this in this book my my lead guy based on me his name is danny goes back in time <clears throat> excuse me to 1974 which was about the time that i was having uh some the success the the shank of the success i had And he does get that chance to go back in time and get a redo and, you know, do what he do it right this time, make those right choices. Uh, But he gets back there and he's got a wife uh, back, you know, is a a musical damn Yankees or at the beginning of it, he's going to get a chance to play for the then Washington Senators. And he. And he, before he goes, he has a, a scene with his wife, who's, you know, his age, and they're in their 70s. And and he sings, goodbye, old girl, my old girl, I will return to you again. And so that was, that was on my mind. And I thought, what a, a touching thing, or it should be if it's done right, uh, if this guy gets to go back in time and get another chance. But at the same time, he misses his wife. And when he gets back there and is really... Uh, uh, marooned away from her his whole desire becomes not what the surface hollywood commercial success even even the acting at its best you know even the art of all that it's not in the same league no <laughs> it's not in the same league as having a great relationship and, and then having found that finally through lots of mistakes in his life, he earned in a way that relationship and, and he and his wife both, you know, grew together. And so now without it, he's just bereft. And to get back to it is kind of all that he really is wanting to do. And that's what the book's about after that.
0: So it's very much a book about what's important in life um rather than what we think might be important so right. you know sometimes when you get that opportunity for a redo what you thought you wanted wasn't really what you wanted after all
1: you know i know what happens in so many cases in so many lives yeah. i think what happens every day for me in some ways but you know what i mean <laughs>
0: So this is a book written from the voice of experience. So I'm listening to you. We talked a little bit backstage and I'm really getting the sense that you are somebody who has thought a lot about your life and about what you could have had and what you do have. And we talked um, about your real life wife, your real life wife. Yeah, there, that's a hard thing to say properly. Mm -hmm. Um, The wife in the book, and then she's very much inspired by your actual wife linda so do you want to talk just a little bit about that this is so wonderful by the way this is just like you know heartwarming lovely
1: well it's heartwarming for me i gotta tell you because i i took me half my life to find linda and uh, she's samantha in the book and uh, and so it you know what i finally realized that there, I thought there was something a little off with her when we were first together. I didn't think she was, she didn't react with the same kind of, you know, tit for tat sort of thing. And I thought, some kind of missing component. And then I realized after time passed a little bit that the missing component was more than likely in me. And Uh there was a place in the book where he talks about a friend of his when he's looking for a, uh, a girlfriend, somebody to spend his life with, you know, to maybe get married. And the friend says, um, why don't you go to a church group? And he's not big on church at that time in his life. And he says, I don't think so. And and then he's later on he says, Ah, I know what my friend meant. He meant, Why don't you look for somebody who you're drawn to not just because it's a Great physical attraction, <clears throat> forgive me, or that kind of thing, but because she's heaven forbid a, a lovely person, right. you know, a wonderful human being. And that's uh, something I hadn't learned to appreciate on a level I, I hadn't known before.
0: I, I love that in the book. Um it was like go figure, like maybe yeah. a nice person is yeah. would be a good a good person to hook up with. Like
1: yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So that every day now in my life and in my character's life, while he's with her, in the parts that he's with her, is you know is a better day because of that. And right.
0: That's the Listeners, you you do need to also know this. Rick and I were talking a little before they he and um, Linda they read to each other. They they have this just amazingly wonderful relationship, and it's it's a beautiful thing. He um and you share your, your writing with her as well. You were saying. Oh
1: yeah, I I, I was telling Terry, I, I I read every well every night. Linda and I read to each other i don't know what's happening in my voice lately i'm, I'm not acting enough <laughs> that, maybe talking to myself uh, under my breath uh you no know, my linda and i read to each other at night and and it's something that i we used to play gin sometimes at night and gin i mean that kind of war then then finally we both love to read and we thought well why don't we try reading to each other and now it's become a habit And i think we've read i don't know how many hundred books but lots I
0: love
1: it, a lot. it, it's really helped my you know i think as stephen king says you know if you don't read and if you don't read and write yeah. but if you don't read you yeah. can't write it's that simple or something along yeah
0: i you know i agree with you i have some friends who don't who say they're too busy to read and they're writers and i i don't understand this personally i'm like how can I you think... how can you how can you How can you write if you're not reading
1: so much? If you read, if you read good writers, you're so lucky to have that chance.
0: Yeah, it makes such a difference. Although I have to ask you this now, because every now and then I will read something that's absolutely just so brilliant, I feel a little bit frozen. (laughs) Like, you know, I can't ever live up to that. And it's a little intimidating then to come back to the page.
1: Right, right. Yeah, well, I just, you know, it's true. I. Sometimes I read something that's just kind of, um, you know, regular stuff that I wouldn't normally, detective stuff, whatever it is that I don't to write myself because I wouldn't know how to begin with. And second of all, because it's not my primary taste. And I, I will, you know, last year we read um, Huckleberry Finn again. And, oh, and did we, you? Yeah, and we read oh. Don Quixote and uh, uh and some of these things you just it's amazing how they hold up over you know centuries true it's just knocks me down and yeah so it's lovely to be able to just jump all over the place and and uh just because you're afraid you're
0: to... right so speaking future. speaking oh sorry i, I interrupted <laughs> you don't, don't, don't so speaking about jumping all over the place let's talk about the time travel thing a little bit is that a genre that you're drawn to or was that just the framework that this book needed to to make your point
1: well a little of both it is the framework that i think i needed but it's also i did kind of fall in love with uh, um jack finney in uh his book time and again which I think I read in the very early 70s, which is not long after he wrote it, if not about when he wrote it. And it was, you know, the idea of being able to walk out of the Dakota where he lived, that big building, famous apartment building in, in New York City. And uh, and or he's, he's in his apartment, and he looks out toward the north, and he sees the Museum of National History. I think that's it. Natural history. And, uh, uh, and he says, oh, okay. And then he says no there are buildings between me and the museum of natural history and then he realizes he's gone back in time because those buildings have not been built yet which means time has passed and i find that kind of stuff really exciting He goes down in the street and there are horse and carriages i mean it's just another world he walks into so i think that's terribly exciting and uh so to be able to create or in my case i didn't really research this time period that i write in 1974 or thereabouts because i lived through it which is scary so uh uh anyway they just worked out and i also like the idea of you know the contrapuntal thing of times of comparing what we are now and what we were 50 years ago or whatever
0: yeah yeah well it is it's a fascinating thing i you know time the whole construct of it i find fascinating for for me it's i'm one of those people it's very fluid i have to work really hard to be on time um for things you know i i had this friend she's one of those people we'd say we're gonna watch a movie at seven she'd ring my door at precisely seven o'clock as the clock was chiming i can't do that (laughs) (laughs) it's just all over the place for me and I, I kind of love that actually.
1: Well, so, too. Time goes faster too. As as I mean, as I'm getting older, I mean I, I find that one afternoon is just psh, I, I had no idea it had started, you know. It's right extraordinary.
0: <laughs> and started and then gone. Um oh, it's it's amazing yeah. how that how that works. Right. And then some things that are way in the past seem very close, and things that just happened seem very far away.
1: I know. Yeah, I, I remember things from my, I remember my third birthday, I, I, at least I think I do, or else I remember my memory of my third birthday, I don't know. But, but certain things like that do kind of stand out in our incredibly complex brains, and uh, it's fascinating.
0: It is fascinating, isn't it? So yeah. um, it's, yeah. where did the title come from for Hello, Rest of My Life?
1: Uh, it came literally from a uh, well. It didn't literally uh, it didn't happen at the moment, but I remember that w- my wife and I broke up for about a month after we were first together. I was going away to do a job, and uh, and I said I I'd, I'd, I'd had I had a bad track record. I was kind of a loose cannon, and I didn't want to hurt her or so leave her hanging. So I I said maybe we should just you know because I'm going away. And I don't want to. Anyway, I got back, and the first thing I did was call her. And uh, and she didn't say, well, why don't you come you know, over or something? She said, I'll be right there, which is not like her. But anyway, she came over and as she came up the steps of my apartment building after I'd buzzed her in, I I, I don't know, it just didn't happen at the time, I know, but it was in effect, hello, rest of my life. Yeah, it's really you true. Knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First time I'd ever really known in my whole life that this was something I wanted very badly, and, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: and here you still are. I have goosebumps, yeah. by the way. That's that's a beautiful story. How long? How long have the two of you been together now?
1: Almost uh, all over forty years. It's yeah, we forty two in uh, in January.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And um, the book, again, is called Hello, Rest of My Life. We're talking to Rick um, How And it came out uh, last week on Tuesday. Beautiful writing, time travel, romance, little mystery. You guys are going to love this for sure. Um, how can people find you online if they want to know more?
1: Well, they can go to RickLens which my wife and I have been working on like crazy. So I hope you do and take a look at all the all of our work and uh, and maybe uh, at the stuff that that I've done artistically. I have been an artist as well. I just can't stop myself from trying to be creative. So, oh, um,
0: uh, well, and you what, hope why why
1: you would yourself.
0: you? You know, the more creative you are, the more creative you are. So I'm, what a what a wonderful thing to also have access to art.
1: It's a joy, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful world. I know that sounds like a cliche,
1: but. <laughs> I feel the same way. And I and I know it's a, it's kind of a silly time in some people's minds to feel that way. But, golly, it really just does seem to me. And I'm a wonderful world. I know all the junk that's happening here and there and everywhere. And people getting mad. But I really think it's worth doing what we're doing and keeping it. Yeah.
0: I, I totally agree with you. Focusing on the good things, um, you know, making the world better through creative, creative art. And um, I, I'm all about that <laughs> every day. Well, Rick, it's just been a delight to meet you. I'm so glad that we got to do this today. Everybody listening again, I'm speaking with Rick Lenz. If you're listening, uh, that's spelled L-E-N-Z. He does have a website, ricklenz.com. Have a look at that. The book is Hello, Rest of My Life. It's available where books are sold. You can get on Amazon or your bookstore or wherever you need to be to find it. Um, This has been so much fun. Is there another one in the works for you?
1: Oh, yeah. I just, I never stop now. I saw, yes, there is. one i can't really describe it yet because yeah. i can't describe it to myself yet right. so Understood. But, but it's coming along uh, you, all the little parts and linda says she even likes some of them Ooh. so <laughs>
0: well, there you go that's that's a wonderful thing all yeah. right well thank you so much rick for being here with me today thank you for Thanks listening for having me, Carrie. Bye, um, take care mm-hmm. bye bye